And it is 1 o'clock on a Thursday afternoon. For those of you who may have forgotten that it is Thursday still, even though we've now changed months as well. Alan Wishart and host chair for Post to Post, Frank Peebles. Excuse me, Frank Peebles. Hello, me. how's everyone doing? And our first guest is already here. We're going to be talking football, but no, not the Super Bowl. Something we could more talk important. Talk a bit of the Super Bowl. Something more important. Oh, this Taylor Swift. This isn't the NFL we're going to be talking about. This is the NFFL. And I know we, we're even better because we have two apps. Yes, Jamie Borum, <laughs> Prince George Kodiak joins me and. Jamie, it's, it's obviously going to be a while before the Kodiaks are on the field, but you guys have got something else starting up here pretty quick. Yeah, it's uh, pretty exciting uh, right now just with uh, growing football. And um, like we aren't just the Kodiaks, right? No. We're more than just a junior football team. And uh, being able to grow football not only in Prince George, but neighboring communities and yeah, hopefully further. Yeah. So you guys have got. The Northern Flag Football League, as I say, the NFFL, which makes it louder than Not the an NFL. accident. Yep. Yes. And let me tell you, in many ways, I think, brace yourselves, this might sound like blasphemy, I think flag football is the better of the sport versions in some ways. In some ways. Because yeah. of the athleticism. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're putting Jamie on the spot here because no. he coaches the Kodiaks, but he's also going to be talking about flag football. No, you There's want... a place for both, right? Yes. But I love, just as, a, as, a, as a, an athlete who grew up playing every sport under the sun, I love flag football. And anyone who's played it will agree with me. No one walked away from a flag football game and went, well, that sucked. I'm indifferent to that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. Like, there's five people on, the, on your team on the field, yeah. though, so 5v5. So lots more touches for lots more kids, mm -hmm. smaller teams. So it, it's exciting. It's fast. It's fun. It's all about the running yeah. game yeah. and yeah. tactics, right? You've got to know what – it's not just a, a plan, right? You can't no. just go out there and try and bull your way through. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. And, and it's kids, right? So yeah. de developing them, teaching them not only skills but some system stuff that, that can work. And uh, you know what? But just keep it fun for the kids so they can come back and have some more positive experiences. Yeah. So now what ages are you looking at? As many as possible. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to start with uh, the kindergarten to the He was to looking at 12. me. I, I'm yeah. the old part of it. Okay. Yes, you, you soon will be. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're, de we're definitely going to look to see if we can expand into some a form of an adult league in the community. Ah, right. uh, okay. They play this in Quinnell, too, hey, yes. at the indoor yeah. sports facility there. Is, is any chance of a little co-pro going on there? Yeah, so we we're connected with people in Quinnell. Uh, okay. Just got connected with some people in Terrace. And last oh, night, nice. wow. last night was... Uh, Someone that I from my past, uh, but in Dawson Creek. So, oh, um, really road cool. Road <laughs> <trip>. <laughs> so, now, so this is so you were saying basically then start at kindergarten, hopefully, and just go up. Like, would you be looking to start with then basically school age, like up to say seventeen, eighteen year olds? Yeah, up to grade twelve. It yeah. just it's just another opportunity to play. Um, yeah. But then, like you can create relationships and, oh, yeah. and 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 build from that in the community instead of all this like high school rivalry awesome yes. just fantastic but yeah. outside of of the game like you got to learn how to be that and 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 be different and, and grow from these yeah. experiences and flag is a great fun way gets people involved it's a great way for parents uh to volunteer to start learning the game because yeah. there's no pressure it's no. it's pretty easy right we go off of basically flashcards yeah. and you can show a kid some plays and then they execute the plays or try to yeah and we see how things <laughs> go but um it's been neat to see the development and evolution of 
over the last like 12 months uh, since I've been here and we had a, a very fun spring uh, Northern Flag Championship mm. last year right. and from there there's just been some discussions with NFL Flag Canada um, and it's been just fantastic. It kind of removes the injury element out of it too because a lot of parents don't want their kids involved in football and yeah. hockey and lacrosse right? there's certain sports where th- there's a reticence just because of the, the high physicality of it all and this one, like you, this is a way to, to introduce or, or just have a full relationship with football that doesn't involve having to, you know, gear up the same way and, and slam. Yeah, being a low barrier, um, like version of football, there's cost yes. in right? Oh, that, yeah. right? We, we, we don't we don't no. have a whole lot of equipment. It's it's flags. It's I don't know. It's almost can, like soccer in that argument. Right? It is. Yeah. You yeah. can throw the ball out and say, "Go here, have some fun." Yeah. Where in tackle football, there's a whole bunch oh. more lead up and, yeah. and safety stuff. So like it, it does take it does take the word injury like out of it, but mostly it takes away you that. Get, and let's be clear. Yeah, you can get injured. You know, walking, yeah. playing darts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It, it, that could be you, awful. You, you've <laughs> seen me play darts, haven't you? <laughs> yes, anything can be injur- injurious, yeah. but you want to be active, and this is such an active thing. It's just it's running and running and running. And yeah, the, and other, it, the other it, good thing about it, it's co-ed if you want it to be. It is. It's, yeah. it's oh, yeah. co-ed. It's like there's boys, girls, teams. There's like yeah. co-ed. Te- like it's, it's just it's a great way to build culture, community, and, and football. Wow. Yep. So I remember... <clears throat> Uh, I'm more years ago. I hate to say, I actually vol- I actually was the assistant coach on a flag football team, and it was a co-ed team, and two of the three best players were the two girls on the team, because they were just quick and athletic. Like a couple of the guys, I think, had said, "Oh, it's football. We go. I'm big. I'll be good." Nope. They would they would get the ball and start to go and put their flag's gone, and they don't they didn't even see who got it. Yeah, size doesn't matter in no. this one. We we had a few little uh, young guys, just d- oh. turbos, and uh, <laughs> you see them run, they run laps around the field, yeah. and so and it's fun to watch. And the parents loved it. And like we had over two hundred people at the Northern Flag Championship last year, and we're just looking forward to see how big this can actually grow. Yeah. So now, when are you figuring on starting the season? Like, I mean, we look at the weather right now. By golly, you could start tomorrow. You could start the out the the, the padded football season tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. It's, but uh, so April uh, okay. depends on when city opens are the fields up. Mm, so yeah. that's a big one. In our baseball world, we're looking at like this might be a record if all things go as they are. This could be a record-setting year for all the outdoor sports. It's not mm-hmm. going to happen. No, <laughs> probably not. We're going to get six feet of snow like yeah. day after tomorrow or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, middle of April, and we'll start with like a two-week like mm-hmm. combine skills, grow right. grow coaches, grow players, mm-hmm. give them give them the startup stuff, and then we'll get going in May. Um, there's a there's a travel tournament we'll go to in oh. Kelowna, and then we'll be back at the end of June to wrap everything up with the championship. So now the two-week combine will also give you and the rest of the coaches a chance to assess the players and try to get the teams. So if you've got more than one team in an age division try to get the teams fairly evenly balanced yeah it's, it's nice to have equity amongst yes. uh, the teams that are going to play mm-hmm. um it provides a better experience uh at, at the championship yeah that's that's fun too but yeah. uh, this is about growing it's about learning it's getting kids on the field giving them a positive experience 
and get, getting your butt spanked isn't uh, <laughs> isn't the most fun. No. Uh, so a good learning experience it can be, but, but no, we're just looking to have fun with this and, and grow football, get more kids playing football. And if we do that when they're young in a, in a non-contact form, then, mm-hmm. you know, have enough positive experiences, hopefully they look to play tackle. Yeah. And uh, what kind of dovetailing goes on between the flag and the uh, padded can you play both and not have scheduling conflicts, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah, so the nice thing about us is, like, we're the Prince George Kodiaks. Yeah, we have a yeah. junior football team, but this is, like, bottom to top, right, grassroots to mm-hmm. as high as we can get our, our players to go. So we don't conflict our programs with other with our programs. Yeah. And we try and be conscious of other programs. And I was going to say, the school program well. is really what I'm thinking about because yeah, yours yeah. is junior. Most kids aren't going to be playing uh, some will, but not the by and large kids are going to make the Kodiaks necessarily, but no. they still want to be involved and they're on their high school teams and things like that. So, yeah, are you going to like look at the scheduling around that and make yeah, sure that we, we're yeah. just trying to involve the community, talk to other football people at the schools. Um, we look at basketball stuff and soccer things mm-hmm. and we just try and be be conscious of what we're what we're trying to provide and give people the opportunity. And um, yeah, just. It's going to be great, and we're going to involve our players and our coaches mm. as, you know, I don't know, they might be coaches. They might just be show up on the day and, and run a receiver skills camp type thing. Okay. Um, but it's a great way for our guys to get involved in the community, um, great way for the community to see us involved with the youth. Uh, th- this is just going to be fun. Yeah. The other thing I know about flag football, and I, I'm assuming this hasn't probably changed in the <coughs> years since I was a coach, Um you don't need anywhere near as many officials on the field either. I think we no. usually had two officials. Technically, you can do this without officials. Yeah, I, I was going to say, right? I, we yeah. were the officials when we played. Yeah, yeah. So, like, hey, it, don't it can, do that. No, uh. All right. You can start a fight on the field. Yeah. But, um, no, it, it's nice. Like, most of the times our players will step in and they'll be, they'll be refereeing the games. And okay. That's yeah. nice because they're half cheerleader, half ref, mm-hmm. uh, and they love being around that stuff. So it's great. Right on. And, uh, sir, did we talk about cost? Did I miss that part? No. No. Is is there a cost at all? Yeah, Yeah, there's cost. There's got to be some. Yeah, yeah, we have registration. um, And then part of the registration is every player that registers gets an NFL uh, flag football jersey. Wow. So if your team's a 49ers, go Niners, Super Bowl next weekend, let's go. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I wonder who he's cheering for. Um, Go Joe Montana. Yeah, and that, that's that's a big reason why. So. Me too. I, <laughs> yeah. I still like the 49ers, because, not exclusively, but I, no. it's Joe Montana that got me involved in in uh, loving the 49ers. Yeah. So um, we're gonna. This will be a like a t- ten to twelve week program. It'll be it's two hundred twenty five dollars for the entire thing, and you come out with it with uh, your NFL flag football jersey and a whole bunch of positive experiences and mm-hmm. and just uh, being around football. And. Just getting back to the officials for a second. Let's see, the thing that I remember, as I say, when I was a coach, was the one thing that the officials had to keep an eye open for was the kid who, when he had the ball, would accidentally drop his hand down over his flag when somebody was lunging for it. Yeah, flag guarding, it's a thing. Yes. So um, that's what teeth are for. <laughs> <laughs> Bite him! No, no. No. That's for the wrestling that's coming up in the next segment. Yes. No. <laughs> no, so... So the so you're figuring then mid April. Where is the 
or where's the training part, if you will, the combine? Are you? Is yeah, well, gonna everything's going to run out of PGSS grass field. Okay, it's it's nice and central to Prince yes. George, um, and then with the other communities, we're going to like if they have enough teams, uh, they'll be able to play like one weekend there, one weekend in Prince mm-hmm. George, and then we're going to set up jamborees. Um, at, at our other um, yeah. cities that are participating. Last yeah. year we were at in Smithers for a, mm-hmm. for a jamboree, and then we had the Northern Championship in Prince George. So, um, yeah, if, if we got some people playing, we're looking to, to come visit them and, and be a part of it there too. I know in Quinnell it's an indoor facility. It's somewhat comparable to UMBC's indoor facility, yeah. Northern Sports Center. Any, any chance of getting involved in the Northern Sports Center's Ice or ice times, ice. <laughs> field times as this grows and develops, and then you do it right through winter. Yeah, we can. They're so overpacked and overbooked. They with are the super things. booked. So they we're are. We're actually very lucky. We need to build uh, another one. Uh, mm-hmm. That'd be fantastic. It, we really do. I'm actually. I, I know a field in heart that uh, could take a dome structure over top huh. of it. Yeah, really. The one they took away from That's baseball. Good right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you guys got a lovely new park up there now. Volunteer park. New that was built in 1996. Yeah, that's new. And <laughs> I'm new to here. It looks new to me. And yeah. we had four fields where that park is. And somehow, despite our protests, it got bulldozed. Even though we needed new parks. Hmm. Interesting. Funny. Yeah. But the city was comprised of different people back then. They really were. Another question some people might have is: I'm guessing kindergarten kids are not going to be playing on a full size football field. Come on. No, none. <laughs> n- none of the stuff is full okay. size. It's. Uh, I think they're 25 yards wide and 60 yards total long. So they, you play in two halves. Right. Um, it's 25 and 25 and then 10-yard end zones. That's perfect. Yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, like the it's hockey great. thing, it's, right? In hockey, yeah, they figured yeah. out that playing full ice was a really bad idea to develop a very small child. Yeah, yeah turn it sideways and you get three, four games across a field. It's oh, like and it's exciting, right? Yeah. There's tons of people around and that creates some buzz and it, it's so much fun. And fitness, right? This is in the end about fitness and that's what you want. Move 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 yep now with the teams because you were saying it's five on five and again i'm going back like years um when they when our team played everybody was an eligible receiver is that still true yeah it, it, all all the same i think that lets you have all kinds of fun drawing up plays yeah i like when i used to i coached a couple teams back uh well Long time ago, Robert Wolf, Wolf. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> less lump Wolf, Wolf yeah. than his. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah not that or far mine. back. But um, yeah, it was fantastic. We had a co-ed team. Uh, yeah. We won. Na- we won provincials. We went to nationals. Super great experiences. Yeah. Uh, the kids were part of a Grey Cup uh, parade at the time. So great. just super, super fun. Yeah. Uh, great memories um, that, that these kids uh, still have. And so now, what, because we were talking earlier about setting up the teams to try to keep them even. I'm guessing if you've got two kids from the same family, though, wherever possible, you'll try to have them on the same team just to make it easier on the family. Yeah, That's part of registration, it's the, it's like the buddy rule, right? Yeah. Hey, I'm going to rely on this parent, or they're going to take turns driving, so yeah. it makes sense that they're playing together and on the same team, and uh, everything ends up rinsing out and washing out, and mm-hmm. it'll be great, and, and we're just trying to create more experiences for people playing football. So you were saying the coaches, a lot of times, will be using flashcards. I'm assuming that's for, like, the little kids by the time they – no? All the no. Way <laughs> the co- coaches will be on the field. They'll have a, a laminated card sheet. They'll point at play one. It's yeah. you run play one. Okay. You point at play two. You run play two. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's almost 101 football for dummies kind of stuff. Uh, and, and so that no experience necessary for players or coaches. Yeah. Just make sure you've got the laminated sheet facing your team and not the other team. Ah, too <laughs> small. The, pr- the print's too small. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Another point, I guess, uh, just as a parent of, of uh, very active athletic mm. kids, 
this is great for cross athleticism. Right? You don't have to give up a main sport to play flag football. This is just, and it's helpful. Doesn't matter what. You can be a swimmer. You can be a skier. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Flag football is going to have some benefits for you. Yeah, it's almost like basketball on the football field. Totally. Right? Yeah. Um, so it's like you got a combination of like ultimate. Ultimate's a great little sport um, that is you know has transference to a whole That's bunch a of great other analogy. sports. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, we we, su- we support um, multi sport athletes. And that's why we're everyone sure. should. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess the, the the subliminal thought in my head is every kid and mine. I've had to, you know, have this discussion with them and they've had it with me, too. That you can't just focus on one sport and train, train, train all the time for that one sport. You've, and no sport body would agree or would disagree with that. Right. Like Hockey Canada puts out statements saying. For goodness sake, in the off season, go play something else. Yeah, right? to get scientific and on the literature side of things, if you really want to, there is a ton of oh. things that you can find online. Uh, I have three that I send randomly send parents or <laughs> you know urge parents here take a read at this. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the 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 skill transference under the age of eighteen uh, between sports is dramatic, and the more um, exposure you can give your your athletes to different opportunities uh the the better athlete they can become yeah and this one and like ultimate like you were saying this one is really useful for all athletes to to pick up and just go and have a a, a, just go dig into for a while and have some laughs and and you know go to bed early and tired and and, uh, the body's been worked out yeah it's, it's fantastic and just the the football and fun aspect of it uh i think the nfl the nfl all star stuff Happen starts tonight with some all star things. So, yeah. Um, and then the Pro Bowl or events are on the weekend, uh, and, and they involve flag football into, into oh, yeah. their events too. So it, it's really neat in terms of what NFL is doing with it. It's neat in terms of the Olympics has uh, announced in the 2028. I was shocked LA by Olympics. that, yeah. but, but so happy. I yeah. mean, it, what a perfect Olympic sport! It's perfect, it, it really is, right? And the, like, there's you no don't pros. have to have these giant stadiums, right? I'm just thinking if you're a host country trying to host an Olympics and football was on the menu, you couldn't do it. Like, it's hard enough baseball, getting baseball or cricket. That's one of the reasons cricket's never on the Olympic menu because mm-hmm. oh. these giant stadiums with these enormous rosters and flag football it's like rugby sevens right just you can play knock yourself out any country can do this yeah being prepared to play like tackle football more than one game a week that that's a challenge in itself yeah yeah Uh, it's why there's only one game a week uh for teams so um yeah flag football turns out to be great in terms of that it's fun okay so jamie i think you were saying registration is already underway Yes. How do people register? Well, maybe not people, but how do people get their kids registered? So there's <laughs> links on our Instagram page, Facebook okay. page, and CodyXFootball.PowerUpSports.com um, is our registration website for everything Kodiaks. Okay. Nice. Sounds great. Jamie Borum with the Prince George Kodiaks talking about the Northern Flag Football Week. Thanks very much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Okay. Take a quick break and be back with more on Post to Post. Hi, this is The Wolfman. Few entertainment genres have captured our imagination and been as successful as the good old-fashioned musical. From their vaudevillian roots to today's mega-productions, musicals have provided generations with a stream of memorable productions, show-stopping performances, and larger-than-life personalities. Join me for a unique adventure as we trip the light fantastic across more than a century of musical theater, from Broadway to the West End and all points in between. On with the show, Sundays at 6 p.m., Only here on 93.1 CFIS-FM. 
The city of Prince George has four two-year positions available on the Heritage Commission. The commission is responsible for undertaking heritage education and awareness activities, as well as reporting to city council and staff. Applications can be submitted online through the Permits and Applications link under city services at princegeorge.ca, dropped off at City Hall, or emailed to legislative services at princegeorge.ca. The application deadline for a position on the Heritage Commission is 5 p.m. February 8th. The Indigenous Sport, Physical Activity and Recreation Council is taking registration for this year's National Aboriginal Hockey Team BC Selection Camp. The three-day Team BC Selection Camp is here in Prince George from April 5th through 7th with the National Championships in Grand Prairie May 6th through 12th. Registration and full details are available through the Council's website at ispark.ca. The National Aboriginal Hockey Team BC Selection Camp, April 5th through 7th, right here in Prince George. Forecast from Environment Canada, mainly cloudy today, wind from the south at 20, gusting to 40, becoming late late this afternoon, a high of 11. Cloudy tonight, a 30% chance of showers, a low of 6. For Friday, mainly cloudy with a 30% chance of showers, wind becoming south 20, gusting to 40 late in the morning, and a high of 9. And we are back, and we're changing up sports to some extent. We're going from the football field to the wrestling ring. Joined now by Davy Greenlees and the Mauler. And again, I'm sorry, I keep forgetting. Which title do you hold, sir? I have the uh, heavyweight title right now. Okay. So it, now you guys have got a card coming up in what two weeks, basically. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Are you going to defending the title? Uh, yes, I have uh, a scheduled tag, uh, title match against uh, Kyle Sebastian. Okay. Now, has Kyle been here before, or is this his... Okay. Uh, yes, he's been here before. Okay, I wasn't sure. You're starting to have so many different people show up. I'm starting to lose track of who's who. And you've got a few more coming in this I time. I couldn't believe the announcements that have been just rolling oh, out from you guys. You should yeah, probably run got, us through everything that's going on. Yeah. We've got uh, Short Sleeve Samson, yeah. who yes. is a little person that yes. uh, has wrestled for um, WWE, and he's done... The uh, the little Undertaker and the, the <laughs> mini Kurt Angle, yeah, mini else? Spirit Squad, yeah. So, oh. so he's done a lot of that over the years, and uh, we're excited to that's have fantastic. him. Fantastic, bringing him from New York. So, like, with all that experience cool. that he has, he's going to be able to like really talk up the sport too, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just a great mentor to have in the room. Yeah, um, and then uh, we've got uh, the last one just announced was uh, Andy Anderson, the who got us under. Yeah. Gentlemen, I don't mean to interrupt, but you're talking wrestling. Yes, you are. You <laughs> mean to interrupt. Yeah. Why, don't you gra- why don't you grab you the chair at the end? Yeah, this is going to be quick, but we'll enjoy this. <laughs> you guys remember when wrestling first started? First of all, you should introduce so, yourself. Yes. Daryl A. Bear. Yes. I do a show here. Uh, but not a wrestling show. What's going on here, buddy? Well, where did, where did professional wrestling first start? Well, I would say, would it be Greece? Let's go Winnipeg in Canada. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. It's Greece or Winnipeg, one or the other. One yeah. or the other. Yeah, that's <laughs> very, that's very right. similar. That's where all the great Featuring, ideas featuring Bobby Canvas back brown. Uh, the bulldog was in there. Roy McClarty. And a dude by the name of young Lou Hebert, who was my dad. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Wow. And my grandma was a lady. That used to run into the ring. Grandmas every, usually are. You, <laughs> ran into the ring every Saturday night with the hat pin chasing somebody. <laughs> and, and then they would all get on the train and go to Winnipeg Beach. All the professional wrestlers yeah. used to have the show every Saturday night. And they'd go down to Winnipeg Beach. And my dad and all the other pro guys 
would stage a fight. They'd stand back and watch everybody else fighting. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, so I go That's way. Cool. I yeah. go way back. So are that. you going to uh, show up here? Or are you going to like come on? Are you going to like well, climb in and start swinging chairs? I, I got into wrestling, but, but I bet a little bit of a different form. And uh, oh. I ended. I quit wrestling in 1976. When you uh, were four, after after the Olympics in Montreal. Ah, okay. You were there watching. 105 and a half pounds. Oh. <laughs> Got my butt handed to me by a Romanian guy. Who was yeah. 43. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'll let you guys yeah. continue. Okay. I just heard you were talking about that, yeah. so That's I had to jump in. Okay, yeah. the Olympics for That's real. Cool. Yeah. Okay. I know there's a wrestling program here in well, Prince George. Yeah, really I've tried to get a hold of the guy to talk to him. Uh, amateur? Well, no, like, yeah. Like like high school, or, yeah. The, the high school yeah. stuff? Yeah. Greco-Roman you're talking about at this Pardon point. Pardon me? You're talking about Greco-Roman well, I wrestled wrestling, Greco-Roman right? in the yeah. Olympics, yeah. but yeah. either freestyle or Greco, yeah. I probably yeah. Well, a little there, bit there's, Yeah, there's a few clubs yeah. here in town. I've tried to get a hold of them through, at the high school and never got a call back no, or really. anything. So I'll leave it at that. You guys finish your show. I'm sorry for interrupting. Oh, good. That's a heck of a story. Yeah. The fans everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now we're talking, I think you were just talking. Yeah, we were bringing Andy. the uh, God of Thunder, Andy Anderson, in. And he is also uh, WWE, uh, WCW. Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. And he spent a ton of time in Puerto Rico. Okay. Yeah. And now Ring of Honor, it, that's, correct me if I'm wrong, that's a Japanese base? Uh, no, it's, no, it's a, a U.S. base. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, one of the, the smaller but yeah. bigger promotions there. I think, doesn't AEW own them now? I'm not sure if I they think, do or I not. But do. Yeah. 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 So you guys have got some, <clears throat> I hate to say it, but you've got some big names and then you've got some little names as well. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you've got some big, smaller names. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> smaller, so, big names? So I was just tossing that in my head, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Short Sleeve Samson. He's obviously going to be on the card. Yes. Is he wrestling the little person, or what's he going to be doing? Well, we just announced the other day that uh, you know Andy Anderson. He came on came on our, our channel there and uh, started talking trash about <gasps> uh, the little people <gasps> and how he hates them. <gasps> and uh, so I thought uh, can't let that stand. Well, no. Well, no. I apologize to everybody, and I and I called <laughs> uh, short sleeve, and I apologize to him. And he says, short sleeve said he wanted to fight him, so we put I'd, together. I would want to if I were him. <laughs> so now, so now we've got like this giant guy and and a little guy going. So yeah, we kind of added a few more people into okay. there. Um, one of our students is going to jump in, and then we so also brought uh, another uh, little wrestler in from uh, Alberta. Uh, who calls himself the Canadian Badass. Yes. And uh, he's uh, actually going to be on the same side of the tag team match as nice. Andy Anderson. Okay. Really? So, so that, that should prove interesting. That's a twist, say, yeah. He, he has heard the remarks that Mr. Anderson made? Yeah, he and he, and he laughed pretty heartily about uh, this matchup, so okay. it should be good. Yeah, could be interesting. Uh, yeah. And I, now, you were saying the fellow who um, Short Sleeve is teaming with is John Gillespie, who is actually coming out of your guys' development center. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah, this will be uh, his first live match. Wow. Yeah. So now he is must he, feel like a proud papa. Yeah. Is, yeah. He, is he sort of the first of the development center people to come into the 
We've actually, uh, on our VIP uh, show, which happens just prior, mm-hmm. um, we are highlighting quite a few of our students, about uh, okay. five or six of them. Yeah. And um, they, uh, they're they going to be putting on a show. They'll be doing the pre-match so okay. shows in that. Yeah. Kind of so like the, the dark matches. The dark matches. matches. That's that's right. Yeah, yeah, the dark yeah. matches yeah. on the WWE cards. And stuff that's like right. That. Yeah. Man. Okay, well, I think at this point, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk some more primetime wrestling on Post to Post. The Prince George RCMP is asking for your help in finding 36-year-old Billy Joe Mindell. Billy Joe has not been seen since January 2nd. She is described as a Caucasian female, 5 foot 7, 155 pounds, with blue eyes, brown hair, and a feather and her initials tattooed on her face. If you know the whereabouts of Billy Joe Mindell, please call the Prince George RCMP non-emergency line at 250-561-3300. The 39th Franco Fun Winter Festival is on this weekend through February 10th. This hugely popular event kicks off this Saturday with the Sugar Shack Brunch with two serving times, 10.30 and noon. The day will also feature an artistic performance, wooden spoon workshop, rope shoot, maple pole, and virtual auction. Maple products will be available for purchase. The 39th Franco Fun Winter Festival Sugar Shack Brunch, 10.30 and noon, Saturday at St. Mary's School. Reserve your spot today through the contact page at ccfpg.ca. Once again this year, Two Rivers Gallery is offering their popular self-directed life drawing sessions. Monday evenings at 7, you're invited to drop in with your favorite art materials and draw from a live model. The gallery supplies easels, drawing boards, and paper clips. Pay a discounted price for multiple sessions or a weekly drop-in fee. Open to ages 18 and older, self-directed life drawing. Monday evenings from 7 to 9 through March 11th at Two Rivers Gallery, where creativity flows in Canada Games Plaza. Well, that might describe what some of the wrestlers might want. Help is on the way by the Little River Band. <laughs> now, there's at least one other match on the card I want to talk about because it's actually a couple of names that are getting fairly well known to Prince George wrestling fans. You've got our own the prospector, Wes yeah, Barker. Wes Barker yep. Yeah, and he's taking on. The nastiest person who ever walked the face of the earth, although Andy Anderson is now making inroads on that claim. Yeah, Andy's trying real hard yeah. to steal the title there. You might try and jump in the ring oh. unscheduled. Yes. Well, and we, we, we gave out awards at the start of the year, and uh, Vance Nevada was voted the most hated wrestler in primetime. <laughs> So how did you get the most hated wrestler? That's a great coup. I yeah, wasn't really happy about that, but, no. <laughs> but hurt, from what hurt I've his feelings a bit. Yeah, from what I've hurt seen and heard about Vance Nevada, he's probably gotten that honor a few times before. Yeah, I would think so. Now I just got to ask quickly: Is he one of those guys? Because I think we talked about this before with Mahler. You were saying there were times where you would wrestle one night and you were the face, yes. and then the next night you were the heel. It it has happened, yeah. yes, yeah. Now, Depending Vance, on where I am and yeah. when and what's going on, well, yes. and, and your opponent too. Right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Is Vance Nevada? Is he always a heel, or is he? Uh, he is now oh, for okay. sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, if you had to fight him, you'd be the face for sure. Everyone yeah. would pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Dave, would be there the are no. everybody across Canada has figured out Vance is a jerk. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can't even fake it now. No. <laughs> so one of your next matches is going to have to be. Andy Anderson versus Vance Nevada for the title of most hated wrestler in primetime <laughs> wrestling. I, I've got a feeling uh, in the future that we might see the two of them paired up together. Whoa. A tag team yeah. of hate? Yeah. <laughs> and I, if I was going to take a wild guess, I would say there's a good chance the prospector 
Wes Barker might be on the other side with a teammate. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Assuming it works out around his schedule, because when does he leave for that? Um, August. August. Okay, yes, is uh, August in advance. They'll be out in Quebec for the uh, Jacques Rougeau yes. uh, tournament out there. Yeah. yeah. They're both, wow. They're both on that. So, hmm. oh, he and Vance. Yeah. 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 Well, they, Maybe they should tag team. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> a face heel the coin toss. Team? Yeah. We've seen that happen before. Yeah. I suppose. Well, that would be so great. then they will be on this card in mid-February. Yes. Yep. And probably one more? One or two. You guys usually, okay. You guys are holding them, what, every two months, basically? About that, yeah. Okay. We, we do have our... Shows in in April and it looks like we'll be running June for sure as well. Okay, wow. Yeah. So you get those two in, and then have to maybe work around a little bit. Yeah, we'll take a summer break as well. Okay. Yeah, and we're going to try and get in some uh, festivals and fairs around the north. Well, okay. Now something else we got to remind people of: these guys keep moving, and it's not because they keep destroying the facilities at every (laughs) card. Yes. They just keep growing because you guys are like crazy. It's the Civic Center. Yes. Man. So now, what's the, what's the plan? It's February 16th and 17th. Yes. So the matches that we've already mentioned, like, is one of those matches sort of headlining each night? Like, have we got the Prospector and Vance Nevada on one night and the tag team match on the other night? Uh, well, the, my title so, match will be the main event right. for one of them. Okay. And then I, I think I'm not sure about the other one yet. Other one. Yeah, okay. the Possibly, tag team. Yeah. It, it kinda, might, it, it's all a little bit fluid depending on, yeah. like, we've got a couple more weeks yet to yeah. get contracts signed and oh. get people into place. So it's uh, the the actual uh, bill for the day will be a little yeah. bit uh, last minute. Last, I, I want to know about days. your approach. Yeah. You're, you're thinking ahead. You're, you're yeah. already planning. You've got an opponent game plan, I, I assume? Yes, with Kyle and that. And I've wrestled him lots all across the oh, country. Okay. I've wrestled him on the Death Tour in Manitoba okay. and the Maritime. So, yeah. I, I, who won the last one? Oh, <laughs> you're playing coy. You no, know exactly it, who won the last it, one. It, you never forget a win or a loss. Yeah, yeah, it's just been did. so many years, though. That's the problem. Yeah. I, yeah. Probably 2009 was the last time I, wow. I fought him. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So this is a long-lasting grudge. No yeah. kidding. <laughs> so you know just where to bite him. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so now you're defending your title. Yes. And I'm trying to remember now who is the other title holder. So you guys have got two titles. Yes. Uh, the Northwestern champion is backstage pass Braden Goss. Okay. What yeah. a great is he name. going to be? Is he going to be? Uh, he's here as well defending okay. his title, yes. Okay. So the odds are whichever night you're not defending, he will be. Yes. That's as right. He's going to be defending against uh, the Barlow Creek Butcher. Right? What? Okay. Yeah. He's <laughs> probably yeah. the creepiest guy we have in our locker room. He's like, he really makes the room uncomfortable. Well, I'm the editor of the Quinell Observer, and, and I've been waiting for an opportunity to write about you guys. Oh, well. Here you go. Now I and got him. And yeah. we also have a fellow out Creek. of um, That's Quinell. Yes. Uh, the Rebel Knoxville is coming. Rebel out. Knoxville. He's from Quinell as well. He'll be <laughs> wrestling. Hook me up, boys. <laughs> yeah. Hometown hero, that one. Yeah. Nowhere near as creepy. So <laughs> yet, so it's we'll time to grow. Probably one title match on each night, at least. And then for if sure. I was going to be guessing, um, the Prospector Vance Nevada match will be one night, and the tag team match will be the other night. So again, you split the two, you split the main matches up. 
Well, I think they're all main matches, really. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think it, it's it's all starting to blur a little bit. Well, yeah, uh, trying yeah. to remember which is on which night. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And trying to remember which ones are actually scheduled for April. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I, as someone who sat with a group of friends for a couple of hours watching uh, the boxing undercards, uh, oh. waiting for the Holyfield-Tyson fight. Yeah. Well, there are sometimes that top match is not the top match of the no, night. Yeah. In the oh, end, no. Right. So, yeah, you got to be there for all of it. You got to watch the whole yeah. thing. Definitely. Well, and you know something else that we should actually yes. throw in. We also announced uh, our charity, as as right. you know, yes. each week each, time each of our shows is a fundraiser, and, yeah. and proceeds from the show go to a local charity, and we make sure that the funds that are donated stay within our community. I keep applying; I and haven't been accepted yet. <laughs> you need that charity number. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we we announced that it's the this one will be the Spirit of the North Healthcare Foundation. Oh, perfect, so, perfect. Yeah. So we're Absolutely. excited about that. So many great things that they do with that; they'll appreciate it very yeah, much. Yeah, it, it's great because once I'm done with Cal Sebastian, he'll be able to and go I, right ooh, to the hospital. Yeah, absolutely, you're, you're going to need. Are you it. listening, Kyle? <laughs> well, we'll tuck the money in your uh, in your trunks as as you <laughs> head up in the uh, ambulance. That seems a little weird. <laughs> just, just, saying. just saying. That's him. He's yeah. an editor. We accept that. Sometimes. So now. You think that's weird, Davey? Yeah. You, you want to go? go? You want to go? February 16th, February 16th and 17th. What time does it start each night? The regular bell starts at 7 o'clock. We start our shows 7 o'clock. Okay. Sharp. Sharp. We don't play around. If no. you're not in the door, well, sucks to be you. Yeah. <laughs> you might miss the best match of the night. It's true. That's you right. never know. Do, do fans get to vote on? Uh, I know in boxing that this happens, uh, the fight of the night. There's always a – sometimes there's a panel that decides. Sometimes it's an audience vote. But that's always a fun interaction <laughs> thing. Oh, the fight yeah. of Quite the often night. they'll go on the Facebook page and, and they'll yes. comment and yes. they'll say what they like the most. And Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's prizes involved. Yeah. <laughs> Not for me, yeah. maybe. <laughs> and now the other question that everybody in Prince George always needs to ask before they commit to going to any sort of event: Is there a concession? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, and and because we've moved into the the Civic Center, yeah. we've got the Civic Center concession mm-hmm. going to be running for us, and also um, they they've got a beer garden going to be running Ooh. for us also. Oh, right, yeah. because they can do that. Yes, yes. they're licensed. So. Yeah, their food is. Like their whole system is just yeah. perfect. So yeah, what a great bonus to perfect. be in that building. Okay, nice and smooth. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. Davey Greenlee's the Mauler. Are tickets on sale yet? I'm guessing they are. Cause it's oh yes. Release. Where can people get tickets? At uh, Scrapbook Zone on 18th Avenue, and they are actually moving very quick. I can imagine. Yeah, the VIP tickets are almost almost seven. gone. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's even the bigger venue. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah. and more, yeah, we've added more seats and more numbers. And You guys are going to be in CN Center before you know it. That's the plan. Yeah. <laughs> okay. David Greenlee's The Mauler, Primetime Wrestling. Thanks very much for coming in and bringing us up to date on your next bout. Thanks Great. for having Thank us. Thank you. Okay. Take another quick break and be back with more on Post to Post. Your Prince George Council of Seniors is proud to present Jim Burns in concert April 27th at Vanier Hall. With a career spanning more than five decades and numerous awards, including three Junos and an Order of Canada honor, Jim's live performances light up every stage with songs and stories tried and true. In support of your Prince George Council of Seniors, Jim Burns, Saturday, April 27th at Vanier Hall. Tickets available through ticketsnorth.ca and at the CN Centre box office. Music-loving night owls can rejoice as Cold Snap 2024 has teamed up with Mad Loon Productions to present late-night shows on February 9th and 10th. 
Billy Zizi and Folky Strumstrum will be the Friday night entertainment, while the Coastal Drifters, Res Rockers, and Elijah Quinn are on tap for Saturday night. A special bundled package price is available to take in both nights. Tickets and full details are available at coldsnapfestival.com. That's Cold Snap Late Night Shows, February 9th and 10th at the Legion. Registration is now open for the B.C. Indigenous Archery Development Camp. The two-day camp is being held February 10th and 11th at the Fort Nelson Rodden Gun Club in Fort Nelson. Indigenous youth ages 10 through 18 from all levels of the sport are invited to take part. Registration and full details are available through the Indigenous Sport, Physical Activity and Recreation Council's website at ispark.ca. The registration deadline for the B.C. Indigenous Archery Development Camp is February 6th. Forecast from Environment Canada, mainly cloudy today, wind from the south at 20, gusting to 40, becoming late late this afternoon, a high of 11. Cloudy tonight, a 30% chance of showers, a low of 6. For Friday, mainly cloudy with a 30% chance of showers, wind becoming south 20, gusting to 40 late in the morning, and a high of 9. And we are back again, and it's it's just Frank and I now. Holy cow, the room seems empty without the mauler in him. Uh, or the mall is a big boy. Well, Jamie's fairly good size too. The, from the Kodiak. the football yes. people are not necessarily small that either. That would be a good tag team. Oh man, would it ever? <laughs> we need to pitch that to the two of them. Yeah, I don't think you want the going up against the, the mall. would say people. yes. Yes. <laughs> um, let's get away from football and wrestling then. Yeah, talk about some other local sports because there is some stuff to talk about. There is stuff that you and I didn't even prep for, but is okay. on my mind in a giant way. I prepped way. a little bit. Cougars, okay, yeah. Not having this was going to be a tough road trip. We knew that because they had four games in five nights, all yep. south of the border. They lost four three in Spokane on Friday. They won three two in Tri City on Saturday. Zach Funk had a goal and assist. Riley Height had two assists. Make a note of that because that's going to be important later. Yes, well, they yes. lost five four in Menachee on Sunday in a shootout. Carlin Dezane had a couple of goals. Height had a goal and two assists. Uh-huh. With those points, he is now the Cougars' all-time, all-time. points leader all-time. and assist leader. And when you think oh. about all the great players who have been with the Cougars, yep. that is stellar, yes. especially when you consider he is not a 20-year-old. No. He's going to keep adding and adding to that yes. total. Yeah, and then their fourth game in five nights was in Seattle on Tuesday, and they won 5-2. to two. It was two all or sorry, they were down 2-1, actually, early in the third period. Um, it was 2-all, and then I believe it was Hudson Thornton, I think, got a goal with two minutes left, and then they got two more goals. The last one was an empty netter. But uh, Thornton had a goal and an assist, Riley Height had a goal and an assist, and Tarek Paracic had a goal and two assists. Then they actually got a couple of days off. I kind of wonder about Paracic and uh, <sighs> and the, uh, the rookie scoring title that must yeah. be... Within well, his grasp. Well, he's definitely going to be the top-scoring rookie in the WHL. I have no idea what the rookie-scoring record is. Yeah, I just don't know for the Cougars anyway yes. uh, what the rookie-scoring record is, but it's got to be yeah. within his grasp. Yeah, and every time I look at NHL mock drafts or the you know, list of prospects, yeah, his name just keeps easing up a little bit. Me. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Cougars are in Vancouver tomorrow night to wrap up the road trip. And then it's a pretty quick turnaround, actually, they are home to Kamloops on Sunday at 2 o'clock. Yes, yes. And it's going to be interesting because they're wearing special jerseys for that game. 
SpongeBob SquarePants jerseys. Of course they are. Of course they are. <laughs> Who, what what team in their right pants doesn't? No. <laughs> and that's you got That's obviously one of the reasons why they're doing the two o'clock start as well is to get the car, the out. cartoon matinee. Yeah, yeah exactly. families and their ki- kids and their families out. So, and um, I would have loved to have been on the design team for, oh. for those. Yeah, and that's one of those things I would suspect, I don't know this for sure, but I would suspect this isn't just a Cougars thing. I would, I would suspect there's probably some of the other teams in WHL are probably wearing basically the same type of jersey at some point. I hadn't thought about that no. other than to assume that it was a league-wide thing. Yeah, it might very easily be league-wide, I'm not sure. But I can't yeah, see it just it being just one It just smacks team. of, uh, of yeah. uh, a broad-based yes. um, sponsorship package that uh, has a lot of positive impact for families. Yeah. And so now the Cougars are still first in the Western Conference in the WHL. However, they are no longer number one in the CHL. Well, they haven't been for a few weeks, actually. Mm -hmm. Saskatoon is still just hotter than a pistol, as the saying goes. Yeah. They are now number one in the CHL. Which bugs me because of home ice advantage in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, just because they're number one ranked in the CHL doesn't mean that they're going to be... The odds are they're going to be number one. If they finish with the best record, yes, they will have home ice advantage, but it doesn't matter where they're ranked in the CHL at that point. They'd still have home ice advantage if they finish first in the dub. Well, yeah. That's what I'm saying is the, the Cougars yeah. and are having to go up against, of yeah. all teams, not not somebody from the Q or the O, but yeah. Saskatoon but, maybe yeah. taking away their home ice advantage opportunity. But here is the other thing that's interesting. The next WHL team doesn't come in until number six. Yeah. Portland is number six. Hmm. The, Spru- the Cougars are number seven. Everett's number eight. So three in a row right in that block there. And the U.S. division, man, they look, they're yes. tough. Yeah. Well, the Cougars are right in between them as well. Yes, but again, by look, themselves. I seem to recall looking at the standings, and the Cougars are, you know, they've got a decent lead in the, in the um, B.C. division. But they're not running away with it. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's Kelowna is not that far behind. Yes. So... But uh, no, so that's going to be uh, interesting as we head down the stretch. Um, I, I could interject here too because it's just on my mind that that matinee game for the uh, oh. WHL Cougars reminds me that uh, on tomorrow on Friday yes. there's a matinee game as well for people who uh, want to get some pretty high level hockey in, and it's well, free te- of charge. Technically, it's not even a matinee; it's yeah, it's a pre matinee it afternoon, right? It, uh, it's the, a morning. The, U, the U18 Cougars. The, eight, the, B- the U18s, yeah, yeah. The Triple A. The BC Elite Hockey League. Yep. Coming off two wins on the weekend against the Vancouver Northwest Hawks. They host the Greater Vancouver Canadians Friday at 10 30 at Copar. Yes, that's the, an important thing to keep in mind. Yes, because and Saturday. I'm, tell, I'm saying this out loud because I have to be at the game and yeah. I have to remind myself don't go to Kin One, no. go to Copar. And then Saturday at 8.45, it's the rematch at CN Center. Yes. So they're all over their usual. Straight, yes. Yes. They're, usually they're at Kin One. That's the house yeah. of, of, uh, of. The house of the Cougars. Uh, the house of the Cougars. And yes. yes, exactly. But no, not this time. No. Not this time. Uh, may as well do the rest of the BCHL teams. We've got a couple of minutes before our next break. Okay. Uh, the U17 Cougars. Well, everybody was everybody who's playing this weekend was playing the Vancouver Northwest Hawks, strangely <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Uh, the U17 up. Cougars got a tie and a win. And they. And again, I just noticed this as well. This weekend, everybody's playing the Greater Vancouver Canadians. Hmm. The other two teams are on the road. 
The U-17 Cougars and the U-15 Cougars are down in Vancouver to play the Canadians. The U-15 Cougars uh, had a win and a loss this past weekend against the Vancouver Northwest Hawks. So not a bad weekend. Not a bad weekend at all. The local teams, uh, four wins in six games. Did the Capitals the play? The Northern Capitals are off until February 10th and 11th. Okay, yeah, As we said up. a few times, that's the problem when you've got a five-team league. Yeah, yeah. We've we've talked about this in the past, that there are yeah. there are big gaps in their schedule. Well, yeah, and because, again, like I think, because I looked at their schedule this morning, this league schedule this morning, and I think there might even be games this weekend, but again, with five teams, somebody ain't playing. Mm-hmm. So this may well be a break week for the Capitals. Did we well. get to talk about the, the outdoor game? Uh we talked about it a little bit last week when somebody wasn't here. Oh, sorry. But I was at the game. That's no excuse for not being here. Wow, was it fun. Holy. I was the other way around. I wasn't at the game, but I was here. Man, uh, oh, Fort St. James yes. uh, and uh, the Wuten, uh First Nation in particular, yep. really knocked themselves oh. out. It was amazing. And the weather well, was perfect. Minus 5 to minus 10 oh. from beginning to end. It yep. was wonderful. The other thing that sort of works in their favor there as well now is they're getting a little bit used to this. Because this is yeah, yeah. What, at least the second year that they've had this type of game out there. Sixth. Sixth? Yep. <clears throat> They're definitely getting used to it. Yeah, and there's three more to go before wow. the entire BCEHL will have cycled through the Ernie Sam yep. Memorial Arena in Fort St. James. And I think it was Jesse Church was saying, when we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago... His daughter knows, would have played in that game. Yeah. But and he my knows, son played in I think in he it. said the... the boys' um, Because I think the... Northern Capitals, I believe, played the Vancouver Island Seals. Does that sound right? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they played the Seals. And for what Jesse was saying, the Seals requested coming up for those two games. And I mean, from Vancouver Island, you'd be thinking, if anything, they would want to try to avoid having to come up here any more than they had to. Yeah, well, but but the thing is, because it was it was a great experience. It is, and Mm -hmm. uh, on the Seals team for the girls, and likewise, exactly identical on the Okanagan team. Mm -hmm. Only three players on each of those teams had ever played on an outdoor rink in their lives, and they got to play a league game outside. (laughs) Wow. I mean, you could just cut the excitement with a knife from the players, let alone the fans. And they didn't have to do it like they've done a couple of times with the NHL outdoor games where the goalies are wearing toques because it's so cold. One did. Okay. Yeah. He couldn't wear it during play, but he was the backup goalie uh, for Okanagan, and uh, he had a toque on as he waited, and then he got called into action and had to cut the toque off, basically. (laughs) He was taped onto his helmet, so he had to like pry the tape off to get it out and get in between the pipes okay we're going to take another quick break and be back with more on post to post cold snaps free daytime series of workshops and ice jams are back starting saturday through february 10th take in daily workshops to discover everything from the cultural significance of hip-hop in canada to an insightful exploration of various instruments and their origins and don't miss various cold snap artists performing together to create unique musical experiences during ice jams this saturday and sunday and next Thursday and Saturday. Check out the full lineup of free events on the workshop schedule page through the schedule link at coldsnapfestival.com. The Nature Trust of BC is raising funds to protect 129 hectares of ecologically valuable wetlands and mature and riparian forest here in Prince George. 
The Ferguson Lake wetlands is adjacent to the Ferguson Lake Conservation Area. The purchase will increase this ecologically valuable conservation complex to 160 hectares. Full details on supporting this Nature Trust BC purchase are available through their projects page at naturetrust.bc.ca. The fundraising deadline for this project is March 31st. If you have an interest in volunteering with the arts, Two Rivers Gallery may be the place for you. There are many programs you may like to help with, including art explorations, exhibition tours, children's classes, special events, and many more opportunities. For more information, email sophia at tworiversgallery.ca. Call the gallery at 250-614-7800 or stop by the Two Rivers Gallery where creativity flows in Canada Games Plaza. Love a good fire bell. That, that one I might have to remember in future. To totally. It actually reminds show, me yes. of uh, Oh, What a Night uh, with no. uh, April Wine. Raising the Grass from Hugh Max Kayla. Yeah. But, uh, More bells. No. Uh, let's finish talking hockey. Yes. Spruce Kings. Spruce Kings. Yes. Uh, they they were up against Simon Arm on the weekend. That's going to be tough to start with. They lost 5-3 and 6 nothing. Uh, Cranbrook is here Friday and Saturday. Now, the thing is, the, the Spruce Kings are in eighth place in the interior division right now. They're only three points behind Merritt with a game in hand and five points behind Cranbrook with four games in hand. So the two games this weekend won't make any difference in the games in hand because hmm. it's against Cranbrook. So you win both these games, all of a sudden you're only a point behind with four games in hand. The other big news from the Spruce Kings this week, they got a commitment for next year from a goaltender. Named Ryder Green. Ryder Green, for those who don't know. Yes. Hometown boy. Yep. Draft pick of the Brandon Wheat Kings. Yeah. And a uh, the starting goaltender for the U18 Caribou Cougars. Yep. And currently with a record in the BCHL this year, apparently, of 13-2-2 with a 2.74 goals against average. Yeah, I was yes. going to say, the real thing about Ryder this year is his goals against yes. average. The, the, the uh, Not just at three, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. for those who... Don't follow goalies. You want to three is is pretty good. Yes. If you have a three GAA, you're uh, you're doing pretty well. He has less than three. Yes, he's, yeah, he's doing just great. Which also tells you something about um, it's moved up a little. But remember, for a little while there, um, Joshua Ravensburger with the Cougars yep. was right around two. That's I think just he's up around like 2.2 now, which is still Which is incredible. still like shooting the lights out in yes. reverse, right? He's not oh. letting anything happen. No. That's amazing. If you can hover in the twos, anywhere yes. in the twos, that is a career. Like oh, yeah. that you are in. Whatever team you want to play on next year, you're in. Yeah. And so that's going to be the Spruce Kings. So they'll have a local kid in mm. that next year. Um, I, I got to wonder about the Spruce Kings. This is a, a time to bring this up. Craig Button on TSN mm-hmm. kind of spilled some beans, and it's just a rumor. It's yes. not, the NCAA has not waltzed out and said, yes, this is for sure. Mm-hmm. But the rumor is that the NCAA, for the first time in their history, after decades of head-banging on this, has apparently said, yeah, we're going to start allowing contract uh, uh, scholarships mm-hmm. From uh, the CHL, the which is the dub, way. right? Yeah. The WHL. WHL, OHL, QMJHL. So right now, I mean, that is an earthquake in yeah. Canadian hockey. The entire Canadian hockey system is based on them not allowing yes. CHL players. If they allow CHL players to now have scholarships in play for, 
for NCAA teams, there will be a flood of the best players going mm-hmm. from the dub to the American yep. um, university system, which right now is populated by junior A players. Mm-hmm. The implication some... is the BCHL, the Alberta Junior Hockey League, the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, like this is this yep. directly impacts the Spruce Kings yeah. because they will no longer have that pipeline to the NCAA. They will only have pipelines to second or probably at best third tier um, uh, uh, American college leagues, which is going to hurt their ability to market now to you, players. You talking about the BCHL and the AJHL? Yeah. Have you heard the latest on that front? They are week? having five teams combine into the BCHL. More than that this year, this week. The AJHL announced, because this caught them completely by surprise, of course, they have announced that because this occurred partway through the year, those teams will not be allowed to play any more AJHL games against other opponents. Yes, they can only still themselves. have their games against each other. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Uh, which, that's I think, a, which I think... Um, for the AJHL that's clearly an insurance lawyer stepped in yeah. on well, in that I, moment. I this is not them that, being a jerk. It, this is no. them just being legal. Well, And it's also them saying, if you guys want to do this partway through the season, well, guess what? Your season is over, as far as we're concerned. As so, it is, yeah. right? I mean, that's a that's a fact. Yep. So, uh, on the other hand, I heard uh, through some reporting I was doing a couple of days ago that Merritt is pulling out of the BCHL and joining the KIJHL. This is getting almost as bad as the and American College, some, the American College system, where the Big Ten the last time, I, uh, no, I think it's the Big Ten has fourteen teams. So obviously mathematics is not a strong subject at the American <laughs> university level. Right. And, but, and, and to continue with this, yeah. I've heard that Merritt is pulling out of the BCHL to join the KI, which is uh, the BCHL is a rogue league right now. Yes. They have pulled out of Hockey Canada yep. sanctioning. The KI is still yep. has, and the KI has a team that's uh, located at 100 Mile. That's the closest oh, okay. team yep. for us, the, the Wranglers. But they've got the Kamloops Storm. They've got, I think, 20 teams altogether. Yeah. Um, so there's three teams when the BCHL pulled out of Hockey Canada, mm-hmm. and I don't begrudge them doing that. Um, but Hockey Canada then countered it and said, all right, the three junior B teams in BC, uh, we're now promoting to junior A. Okay. The KI is one of them. Yep. There's a, the Pacific is one of them, and the Vancouver Island Junior Hockey League is Makes another sense. one. My yep. son played a couple of years in yes. that league. Uh, but now the, uh, the Vancouver Island League, the entire league, mm-hmm. rumor has it, is also pulling out of Hockey Canada <laughs> and is going the... They're not joining the BCHL, no. but they're doing what the BCHL yeah. has done. But now that the NCAA thing has been announced, Oof. or at least yes. all of those decisions may be reversed again because quickly, the entire yes. landscape has now had an earthquake. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Just about time to wrap it up, but there is one other note I just want to quickly throw in, and it's a sport we don't talk about that often. On We're finally going to talk about high ally? No. We're going to talk about volleyball. The high ally of the net. The PG Kodiak's U16 girls red team finished second at a tournament in Kelowna on the weekend. Well done. Yes. And the final match went three games. Oh, even... That's great. That's <coughs> great. Yeah, and it's against the team they beat for the provincial championship last year. So Ah, grudge match. So, okay, so we beat them for the provincials. They beat us at a regular tournament. 
G. I wonder who still got the upper hand. Mm. Yes, but it just says that uh, both those teams are building their oh. teams well, right? That's, yes, that's a that's a that's a program success for both of those teams, not yes. just a, a one year flare. No. Okay, that will about do it. Uh, my thanks to uh, Jamie Boron from the Kodiaks, uh, Davey Greenlees, and the Mauler from uh, Primetime Wrestling, and of course to Frank Peebles for sitting in and for our Olympic interjection. Yes, from Daryl A. Bear. And we will be back to do it all again, probably with different guests, though, next Thursday at 1 o'clock on Post to Post. You're listening to CFIS-FM Prince George, a not-for-profit community radio station broadcasting with 500 watts of power at 93.1 on the FM dial. CFIS-FM is owned and operated by the Prince George Community Radio Society.